Hello, and welcome back to your best friend's favorite podcast, Beethoven Walks Into a Bar. I'm Mike Gordon, Principal Flute of the Kansas City Symphony. I'm Stephanie Brimhall, the Education Manager. And I'm Jason Sieber, the Associate Conductor. You know, guys, with all the added stress these past many months, uh, we here at the Symphony obviously look to music to help bring us joy. But sometimes, you know, we need something stronger to get us through, like, I don't know, a good Manhattan or maybe something even better with, you know, laughter. Laughter is always a good medicine as well. This week's guests are an incredible duo who have been dancing, singing, drumming, joking, and generally bringing joy to everyone they meet for a very long time. Please welcome Gareth and Matt, otherwise known as the comedy percussion duo Buckets and Boards. Welcome to the Yay. show, guys. Welcome. Welcome. That's our, yeah, our intro for everything. Yay! Little drums. Yeah, whether you're in front of eight <laughs> people or 10,000 people, they're like, welcome to the stage, buckets and boards. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> we should probably harmonize that instead. <laughs> Beautiful. That was so closer than I thought boards. it would be. I know. <laughs> you guys were all set to join the symphony for the second time on our family series this fall. And of course, uh, all the happenings with COVID, ha- yeah. they changed that. And um we're bummed about that, but we're really looking forward to getting that rescheduled and having you back hopefully next season. But in the meantime, I'm so excited to have you guys uh, with us today and really look forward to chatting and laughing and uh, forgetting all the other things that are going on right now. <laughs> Forget everything. Yes. Oh, so we're, so, we're so stoked to be on here. Thank you so much for having yeah, for us. Sure. And, and it's cool for us, too, to have a new podcast to add to our, our list. I love listening to podcasts when I go for a run, so... That's awesome. Yeah, podcasts are kind of the the wave of my wife and I actually started a podcast recently just because we can't do a whole lot right now as entertainers anyway. I knew he was so. going to bring this up. Well, sorry. <laughs> okay, I guess it's relevant. It. <laughs> What's the oh, name of I, your podcast? Do I have to? I don't. I don't have to say it. I can just say. Oh, you should go say no, find please. me. It's called the Couple Thoughts Podcast. Is with it Matt D and or not just? D? It's just Couple Thoughts. Like we have a couple thoughts, but it's also we're a couple, but not a couple thought. Just. Couple thoughts. Yeah. Couple thoughts <laughs> on all of the platform networks. Yeah. Well, well, you should done. work on your. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no one's going to listen to it now. They're going to be like, that guy doesn't know how to talk. I think that's a pretty good intro to everything we do. <laughs> well, uh, no, I remember when you uh, guys were here, uh, what was it, maybe four years ago? And uh, I, I have to say, I. I don't think I played anything right that whole show because <laughs> I was way too busy uh, watching you, you know, do your act. I mean, it was just incredible. I remember ladders and jumping all around the stage and, you know, all this choreography and, and you know, all at the same time making music. I mean, it was just, it was incredible. And that, that happens to me every once in a while. I uh, just basically stop playing the flute and I'm watching the show like everybody else. And- <laughs> I thought you were saying every single time we yeah. have well, a guest. They're like, why are you still I the first like chair then, my friend? Yeah, <laughs> I, I question that often, but I, yeah. I'm, I'm so yeah. curious. How did, so how did you, uh, how did you both start working together and, you know, how does your uh, show look now compared to what you did when you started? Cause I think when you were here, it was also one of your first shows with symphony. Is that right? Uh, still to this still day, our only show. We've, we've yeah. almost worked out some other ones, but just scheduling wise, uh, hasn't, hasn't come through yet, but literally that, uh, show is like our favorite thing to tell people about. Cause it just sounds cool. Especially yeah. when people <laughs> see our show and how silly and, and stuff it is. They don't expect that. Well, we were featured with the yeah. Kansas City. We're going, imagine the nose thing, but now with a full orchestra behind you. And I'm like, what? Which is good for me to hear, too, from you as one of the players, because we always jokingly tell people as well, like, we don't know what the instrumentalist thought. You know what I mean? Like, were, were you going, hey, these guys are hilarious. It's funny being here. Or I can't believe they made us come in because we're professional musicians playing with these yahoos. <laughs> <laughs> They're putting stuff in their nose and we're doing stuff for real. Come on. <laughs> so it's good to know that you were laughing and having a good time too. too. Yeah, I, I was. I mean, one of the things that I've discovered uh, during these COVID times as I've tried to, you know, also make YouTube videos and things like that, 
There's nothing highly compelling about watching someone play the flute. Like, listening, sure, <laughs> but watching, no, it's not that interesting. So you guys were uh, you guys were really incredible. Awesome. Thank you so much. So how do you guys uh, come up with your material? First of all, you know, Mike said that he stopped playing and was watching you guys. The, the disadvantage for the conductor, this, this was actually my very first family concert with the Kansas City Symphony. I was, uh, I was so honored to work with you guys. It was such a fun day, I remember. But the problem for me is my back is to you the whole time. So the whole orchestra gets to see you, the entire audience gets to see you, and I don't get to see 95% of what you do. But I know it was really good because of the audience reaction and the orchestra smiling and laughing a lot. Um, how do you guys come up with your material? How do you, for instance, discover that you can play a recorder with your nose? You were just talking about that. Or make an entire song out of a squeaky turtle. Like, how do you guys come up with these great ideas? Wow, this is, uh, I'm overwhelmed with all the compliments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, thank you so much. It really was a joy to get to perform with all of you. And and we, we felt a similar thing because our backs were to the orchestra and to you. Yeah. And so you're, it's, it's like, it was a really interesting experience yeah. to try to like, cause you were absorbed in the sound and everything. And so, but yeah, it was, it was, it was very, and, and we, yeah. we've also never gotten to see ourselves. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> yeah, <understand>. that's true. <laughs> but especially tempo wise, that was kind of the tough thing. Of oh, going, yeah. You know, like even in William you Till, like it. you're trying to match us, but we're trying to listen to the orchestra. So if we could, Oh, he seen, was not trying to match it. No, that's true. You're just, no. yeah, you're going off your thing. Yeah. And, I mean, the conductor's in charge. We don't try to match yeah. anyone. We just do our thing. No, I'm it's just internalized. <laughs> no, I do remember. I do remember at the end of Can Can, I think it was, one of you guys did a huge backflip off of uh, yeah. like a ladder or a that couple blocks. Right. And I had to try to time the, the landing on the stage. And I, first of all, I was just scared to death for you. I was like, oh God, please land this. Please land this because this is tough. But I also remember just trying to time it. And I that was one time I did have to turn that's around awesome. and kind of watch what you were doing. Mid-air, I always say, oh, God, please land this as well. So that's <laughs> that's my, my thought he process. He cries a lot yeah. during our shows. <laughs> Luckily, they black out in most of our shows after I land that. So I can sob for about 10 seconds, and then we're right back into it. I, I would say, uh, I think earlier uh, he asked it, uh, how much our show has changed from what we first started with. And then you are saying how how we came up with stuff. And yeah, we haven't we, even answered a question. We started yet. as a st <laughs> as a street performing act uh, almost fifteen years yeah. ago when the Branson mm. Landing opened in downtown Branson, and we and we just wanted a creative outlet from our normal job and and to do stuff that was fun for us. And uh, so, literally, we just started by improvising. I'd I'd tap dance. He'd drum on buckets. Uh, we'd do body percussion. That mm -hmm. wasn't loud enough for. Uh, street performing so we kind of segued into the the more of the drumming and the uh tap dancing but we would just trade off and and go on little tangents uh rhythmic tangents mm -hmm. and we'd get a bigger crowd and we'd just kind of keep going and we learned real quickly to listen to each other which is apparently important when you're playing music but uh <laughs> we you know when you're first starting out we've stepped on our each other's toes a lot yeah. And the longer we played, and especially in front of more people when there's kind of pressure to deliver something, uh, we started just really listening to each other. And that evolved a lot of our uh, fun foundational yeah, yeah. Uh, numbers and in the show that we still do to this day. And other than that, uh, we also, every once in a while, would just lock ourselves in a dance studio where I taught at for 10 to 12 hours and just throw every stupid idea out there and try them all. And, you know, you'd get 5% that, hey, that's actually pretty good. It's true. Like for, we always joke, but like for every eight hours you're in there, you get five really good, solid gold minutes of material that mm. you're like, okay. We, solid gold. Solid gold <laughs> material. Yep. That was the original name of our show, but it was too. Oh, that's great. That is true. We should switch. <laughs> I have a question just uh, to, to throw in here. Were either of you um, percussionists? As like, did either of you study percussion in school or how, how did that work? Uh, I did. This is Matt, Matt speaking. Um, yeah. So uh, I grew up and that was my thing all through band was, okay. you know, being a drummer in concert band and, you know, marching band, jazz band, a little bit of everything. Heavy metal band. <laughs> Heavy metal bands, you know. Um, but what's funny about that, and, and I forget to tell this story sometimes, but we had auditions in fifth grade, you know, with paradiddles and all your real basic intro stuff where they go, okay, we're going to start selecting which instruments you play. And I barely got fifth out of five. 
So it was one of those where if I would have scored just a hair lower, I would have had to pick a different instrument. So it's funny now to look back on and like going, the flute. Yeah, nobody wants to play. Can the flute. you? <laughs> they really don't. Actually, my, my wife is a flute player, and That's my true. oldest daughter just started band, and she chose the flute That's as well. True. So I'm outnumbered now in my house with flute I, players. When I was in school, I st- I played saxophone, and I remember very vividly as well. Uh, in eighth grade, I wanted to switch to drums, but I mean, I like drums but I hadn't really played and I liked playing saxophone, but I literally had to walk two miles to school there and back. And I had to lug the saxophone home and it was felt like such a drag. So in my mind, I would only have to bring a pair of drumsticks everywhere I went. And I thought that was brilliant. And the the director wouldn't let me, the band director. So uh, he said, no, no, you're good at this. So keep going. So I was like, Oh, but I, I loved playing saxophone and just been getting back to it now. Uh, more and more and trying to learn the flute but it's not as easy as i thought it would be not that i thought it would be <laughs> shocking easy, but yes. everybody says you know if you play saxophone then you can play clarinet and flute like no problem and i'm like that's a little more of a learning curve for me speaking of i want to do a little plug because we also have a uh, kind of endorsement deal with this company called nuvo oh and, yeah and bringing it up for flute wise and they make this. all yeah and so we we have some of those we have some nouveau flutes actually, and yeah. recorders and clarinets and gareth has the saxophone and they sound and a, a horn amazing they just made a, a j horn the j horn oh cool. i have i have a flute playing friend who i think her son has one now yeah, oh, very little. Awesome. yeah. yeah. and, and well, they, being, they have recorder versions of a flute uh-huh. and a reed instrument and then they of course have the next level and uh, the flute and clarinet play every single note like uh-huh. they're uh, but they're just lighter. They're smaller, lighter, and they're all in the key of C. And they're washable. So, yeah. I mean, it's all mm. one of those great things for beginner instrumentalists Brilliant. where you can share and disinfect. And The saxophone is like a octave and a half, but I actually played it with the symphony. when uh, I remember that. At the <laughs> end of Singing in the Rain. Or, oh, yeah. Or something, I think. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, so just so everyone understands what the heck we're talking about, these are these uh-huh. are woodwind instruments made of basically PVC, yes, pipe yep. more or less, you know, plastic yeah. material, and 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 they really work. They're incredible, and I suppose you could probably use one as a percussion instrument uh, as well. You could, yeah, like, well, exactly. They're <laughs> they're so durable, and we we sell the because we play. What do we play? Recorders. Recorders. In our show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We started selling them a couple of years ago. That's how we got the relationship with Nuvo. And so we represent their brand now. And they're just, it's just a phenomenal company. And they're working on trying to get music programs started earlier in schools because so often you see music, music programs getting pushed aside mm-hmm. for budgeting and stuff. And this is a very simple, cost effective way to get kids started at an earlier age with instruments that are graspable yeah 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 well i won't go on too much it's not an infomercial yeah (laughs) but they're really a really cool company 99.99 tell them about it gareth (laughs) oh is it that yeah i think it's about that (laughs) just to get back to it though i i'm curious so gareth you you played saxophone and you played that all in school so your percussion abilities then are it are they entirely self-taught then because you i mean i know that you were a dance instructor and you do a lot of tap dancing but you do a lot of the drumming as well in your in your shows. It's all pretend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what we do now. Yep. No, uh, I, uh, I started tap dance when I got to college. I was studying musical theater and was taking all sorts of dance classes. And I fell in love with that. And then uh, so just kind of pursued that on my own. And then when I met Matt, uh, we were working in another show and we had downtime between shows. And so we started just cross teaching each other stuff. I taught him yeah. tap dance lessons. i had always wanted to learn drumming. Like I knew basics. I didn't know anything about technique, but I, mm-hmm. you know, could hold a, a rhythm. He started teaching me some technique and exercises. And then it was really trial by fire. Cause once I started practicing, we started street performing and he'd play really fast and I'd be like, ah. My arms are burning. But that, that <laughs> literally bruises is. on my fingers. I was like holding the sticks like ridiculously yeah. wrong. And <laughs> but the the very, very beginning basic intro to Buckets and Boards was that we were in another show. It was an equestrian show. So I did flips on horses and Gareth was like the main comedian. And so mm-hmm. in between shows, you know, somebody goes, that guy knows how to tap. And I go, oh, I think that'd be awesome. So instead of paying for lessons, I go, I'll teach you how to drum if you teach me how to tap dance. And that was really kind of the intro to each other and how the whole thing kind of and I, I shared kept, love of rhythm. I kept drumming, but you didn't keep 
tap, he was good at tap dancing, but he's also had like 17 knee surgeries. So mm-hmm. he was like, well, <laughs> maybe I'll... Maybe I, I just stop use as doing, stop doing backflips on horses and off his bucket and stuff. <laughs> That's what I use as my excuse. I'm like, my knees hurt. I can't tap dance. Let me go do this backflip real fast. <laughs> oh wait, it's all coming clear to yep. me now. No, Gareth definitely kept up more with the drumming than I did with the tap. But it, it is one of those. I so I've started doing a lot more uh, body percussion. So he's I've I've taken a lot of the elements that he's taught me from the tap dance and added that more to the you know the. I don't even know if that'll come through on the microphone, but all kinds of... It sounds like this. You know, body percussion. <laughs> so that that's where mine has gone more recently. So tell us about uh, your move into a new theater in Branson, because that must have been super cool to, to have a home space where you could do your show and really evolve it and uh, have like a singular location coming, you know, from being a street performer into a theater and how that changed the dynamic of your show and the fun and fun things you could do with it. Um, yeah. And that started in 2010. We started at a theater we were at for four or five years, four years, four years. And then we went to another theater, uh, for another four years. And each year and especially moving to the new spaces, uh, was just so much fun to get to deal with lighting and using the space and kind of yeah. getting to do so much more than we ever thought possible. When you're street performing, so much is about volume and big presentation. And we really got to fine tune a lot of things when you're mic'd up and it, it and we got to be able to start singing and playing guitar and, and utilizing different uh, yeah. things we'd always want to incorporate. And now we, we've been two years at, uh, Dick Clark's American Bandstand Theater, mm. which is home to Legends in Concert and Six, uh, right across from Stampede. Stampede, in yep. Ah, yep. Cool. Um, and we've been there two years. They're just the nicest people. It's a great space, just a really cool theater. Yeah, it fits our look really well because they've got a lot of cool lighting here That um, because our show is very neon when mm-hmm. we do our full show. Our a lot show of gl- is very lighted. Yeah, a lot of glow in the dark. And <laughs> I mean, well, it's it's family focused so we want it to be very visually appealing as well so this is a really good space for that um even more so than the last theater we were at but it's always yeah it's a it's a fun every time you kind of move to a different location you get to go well this stage is set up different so how can we make it look as appealing as possible in this new space and well i mean it's kind of that way too when we do performing arts centers or or go on the road and oh it's taught us so much about like how the best ways that we can present the show and We've played in such a wide variety of spaces, uh, which we still, to this day, tout uh, the Heltzberg Hall is the most beautiful space we've played in. Absolutely. By far. Uh, it's just, I show people a picture when we're talking about That's it. That's true, like, we do. <laughs> look, look at this. It glows. <laughs> but it, it is crazy. So like you'll go on a small tour and sometimes you'll be in a you know 5,000 seat venue and then the next one you'll be in a cafetorium at some <laughs> middle school and you're going, okay, we got to make our show fit in yeah. all of these locations. And luckily yeah. we're, we're so adaptable and, and the show's really improv heavy and, and it kind of, we've been lucky enough to go, okay, there's nowhere we, we can't play, whether there's, you know, bad lights or sound or regardless, you know what I mean? It's always, we take advantage of whatever the space yeah. provides. That's forced us to be more improvisation. That's true. <laughs> you mentioned too um, that your show is really family friendly, and that has allowed you a really successful partnership with Disney Cruises. Is that right? I know you're probably not doing a lot of that now, but how did that come up? And uh, how is is that as awesome as it sounds? Uh, it's been pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> I can't I can't deny it. Uh, when we were first starting out in Branson, we had been doing a couple years of our show in Branson and we wanted to, we were also uh, a variety act in another show and we really wanted to just focus on our show. Like, like our product a hundred percent. And so, yeah. so we knew in order to do that, we needed to find work through the Branson off season in January and February. So we started putting our, our name out there to cruise companies and just kind of lucked out talking to the right people at the right time, got the video in front of somebody. And within a couple days we had, weeks and weeks booked on the cruise line. They'd give you one trial week Yep, and they really loved it. And we, we got good response. And so uh, we'd, we've done eight years with them now and about average uh, 12 to 15 weeks a year, we go out for wow. 
we used to go out for a week at a time and and now over the years we've kind of been able to pick more pick and choose where we go out and, and do shorter stints because we really try to make sure we can be home for our families and yeah. be a part of you know yeah we're both married with more. three daughters apiece so it's one of those of kind of going okay you don't want to miss certain moments in their you know whether it's only the certain moments or yeah 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 <laughs> i only want to be there when they learn to walk but other yeah. than that i'm out of here i'm done but yeah so it's, <laughs> that's been like a really cool process and we've heard you know kind of through the grapevine of, and we've made so many cool friends on disney that they're like hey we you get uh, so many, you're like one of the most requested acts out of everybody on the cruise ship. Very cool. Which, right. which for us is kind of going, well, we're just two goofballs that, you know, jump around and do weird stuff on stage and somehow people keep well, and, paying us to do stuff. And they, they uh, sent our families with us like nice. five, five or six times. We got to bring our families on over Christmas uh, cruises. And that's awesome. I mean, that's something we never even yeah. imagined when we first started. And then we're, it was such a cool experience to get our, kids involved and to bring our families with well us. and really it happened only because they said hey we we really want you for christmas because that's some of our highest paying guests and this is our fancy ship or whatever and fancy and we go well obviously we don't want to be away from our kids for christmas and the very first time they go well what if we just let you bring them will you perform and we're going uh okay <laughs> yeah, that sounds good Done. deal <laughs> Do uh does does Disney have any use for a flute player on that uh, on that ship? <laughs> Let's talk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> great. Actually, yeah. our, we have a buddy. We'll meet. We have our buddy uh, Michael Holly, brilliant comedian and juggler out of Las Vegas, and uh, he's also like just a phenomenal mind that uh, he never wastes a moment of his life. He's always like working on something new, and he's been teaching himself how to play flute on his. Uh, Tour, as he's touring around when he's on the ship and stuff. So he now incorporated flute playing into his juggling act. You have to see wow. it to understand so Mike, it. You need, so if you, you can to learn, learn to juggle, juggle, I can get you a gig. Juggle and beatbox and flute play. <laughs> yeah. And you're golden. Man, if, well, I'm a third of the way there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you Larry, start somewhere. Larry Fig in our cello section of the Kansas City Symphony is a very good juggler. So he mm -hmm. could teach you how to juggle. And uh, Greg Patillo, uh, who I'm sure you know, Mike, sure, uh, could probably teach you how to beatbox from Project Trio, and then you'd be set. You could be on these cruises with the guys. Man, you just have to trade them lessons. You can teach them, like they, like Gareth and Matt did. You can teach them how to yes. smoke a brisket, and then they <laughs> they can teach you how to do those things. I wanted right. to learn how to play flute. Yeah, <laughs> done. Oh, I, I, I would rather just eat the brisket and have <laughs> someone else smoke it. You can do that was, too. <laughs> So, so tell us a little bit about, you know, how you took your act and figured out how to put this with what I remember to be a, a selection of pretty traditional orchestra uh, pieces. I think Jason mentioned William Tell, uh, and I can't remember all the others that Can you Can. Yeah, with William us, Tell, the Can Can, and can, can, the, that's the third right. one. Oh, it's, well, they played Singing in the Rain along with it. Oh, yeah. oh yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, so beautiful. So, how did, how did you adapt, you know, what you guys do uh, to that music? Since, well, as you said, it was the first, the only time that you've done that. Uh, well, Boy, we yeah, it was one of those more yeah. than we ever practiced before. <laughs> That's true, and I, I actually you guys on made our work. Uh, I don't know when it was, but on our we have a Patreon page as well for the kind of this meantime we're doing more online stuff, and so I recently put a practice session from oh uh, from the, the symphony on there, mm -hmm. the living room session, the living room sessions with buckets Ooh. and boards. Yeah. We yeah, were banging so, on a ladder in my in the living room of my house. My my wife is a wonderful woman. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun because. You know, we, we were offered a selection of music kind of, you know, from the symphony of going, here's some things that we think would work. And, and so we kind of went through some of those and we, yeah. we have so many random little bits that we do within our show um, that we tried to figure out, okay, what rhythms go here? And some of it we, you know, just made up only for the symphony because we're going, okay, mm -hmm. we don't have anything that really fits a section. We might as well just create some new material. But it is kind of fun to go, okay, how can we get a little bit of the squeaky toys or a little bit of this or that to fit with, you know, the, the music that was already selected, I guess, in a way. So we just over and over yeah, and I over Yeah, I think we did some of the, uh, we have a tap dancing hard hat number where Matt's playing a big bass drum and I'm tap dancing and I play on his hard hat. I'm pretty sure we incorporated that into the can-can yeah. yep. number. Yep. Yeah, and so yep. basically. And we were like, oh, this will work right here. Yeah. Oh, this will be great. So basically it was like 
you know, let's say we had four different numbers in our real show that are all in our real show. I'm using air quotes for those of you that can't see. <laughs> instead um, of these pretend yeah, instead of a symphony. I don't know why I'm talking like this. But um, yeah, so the we have. The <laughs> maybe I should. I'll just oh. pick a, a character voice. And uh-huh. Is that going to be part later? One of the games we play, it'll be like pick a character and stay oh, there in that you go. for the rest he of the game. He just wants to, like, to, to show all of the range. That's for true. His I'm, I'm trying to. Work. Yeah. Can I get some voiceover work? Anybody want to hire a wicked witch? <laughs> yeah, but we'd have all these eight minute numbers that we do already and we'd go okay what if we took this 30 seconds from this eight num- eight minute number and you know a minute from this one and they'd all kind of go together so that worked out really well you know what was awesome um so uh jason and i were both working on programming the, our family concerts at that time and um we had a, a a guy on staff who was a on the symphony staff but was also a percussionist and he took his family down to branson and saw you guys just i mean that was one of the things they chose to do and i didn't did, did his name was matt also did he talk mm-hmm. with you guys there mm-hmm. yeah so he came back to us and he said you guys i saw this this group buckets and boards in branson we have to bring them here it is the funniest thing it's so family friendly it's perfect for what we do and that's i mean that's really where it started and yeah i remember jason and i sitting down and saying okay well here are some pieces we think could work and going to you guys and saying, you know, what are the things that you really want to bring in? And, um, you know, all of the things you just talked about were, and were incorporated and it was just really awesome to see both sides come together and form an entirely new project that I'm still so bummed that we aren't doing it right now. <laughs> yeah. We are we're definitely yeah, we, we do were that very show looking again. forward to it. Cause like, like we said, we do literally, once every other show that we're at that comes up as a oh yeah we also did this thing with the symphony just because yeah. it's a and we, it seems we like just such wanted a, to be able to say twice yeah <laughs> <laughs> two times symphony headliners <laughs> they're like you're not allowed to call yourself oh, headliner dang it. <laughs> in your normal show i'm using Correct. the air quotes again yep. Uh, those what is your air quotes? Those were yeah. really hey, for those of you who can't see. Oh, that's so the whole orchestra can yeah. see them. You're like everybody and air quotes. <laughs> what in your normal show? What is your most popular act or song? And Ooh. have you had one that it just completely bombed ever it's, it's that you thought was going to be yep. really good? <laughs> our best act is also our worst. Um, <laughs> yes. No. What would be the? We have certain I'd say ones. The, probably the Go nose ahead. flute number yeah. is our is our most remem- memorable. Yeah, that's true. Number <laughs> and and we use that the most often uh, to promote the show. Like if we have a f- five or ten minutes to go somewhere and pitch the show to a group of people, or we do some some promos around town. Sometimes right. uh, we tend to do it's a country song, country mm-hmm. love song. No, if uh, if my nose was running money, I'd blow it all on you. Yep, and uh, then we follow that with a with a beautiful uh, nose recorder solo, and then we finish it off with Matt, me playing two nose recorders, and Matt playing a bass nose recorder while beatboxing. Yes, although I think it's a baritone. It, I think it is yeah, a baritone, baritone, but it is still it's in the same key as the regular recorder, so yeah, that's yeah. why we use it. That's so true, it's just that's an right. octave lower. But we've realized over the years with that nose piece. Um, if you just look at our name and we've had so many people go, well, I don't, I don't want to just see a drum show. And it's hard for us to describe our show of going, well, it's not. It's really a comedy show that just happens to be all about rhythm. So we use that one as an example to go, hey, it's not just drumming. You're also going to see some funny stuff outside just of that. Just to really confuse yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, although that, and I think when I, when I ask a lot of kids, they'll say the squeaky toy number yep. Yep. that we do. Or yeah. we, we always called it a squeaky toy symphony until we played with a real symphony and Correct. we realized we needed to work on it. Yeah. <clears throat> if but, I can uh, tell you my son's favorite part of your act, and he still talks about it. I told him I was talking with you guys today and he uh, said, oh, do you remember? And it was when you brought up one of the, the audience members, you brought a kid up on stage and I, I think he was drumming on one of the buckets mm-hmm. and you, uh, they, you say, no, hit it louder harder and then uh, you act like the kid has hit your finger and acting what do you yeah <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> i'm sorry the kid strikes your finger reveals. we've had lots of kids in intense very pain. sad about no my, my son finger. still talks about the fact that this kid this kid did it and like how yeah. funny it was that you were so hurt <laughs> you know i've realized over the years you should probably move your finger because a kid hits you every single show i know really? i don't know I how know. that it's, happens it's amazing you're wow. supposed to learn you're supposed to advance as, as humanity uh, 
<laughs> we have no growth. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, that's four years of acting school. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> We're both theater people. But that's fun. To, that's fun to do to try to like play it off because you know you're gonna like have to react and try to. We yeah. both try to make sure the kids hitting it hard enough. Maybe we'll redo it three times mm-hmm. so that it somehow looks. But well, I, I love yeah. that. I love that that leaves an impression. It did. Yes, that's beautiful. Because it's fun for us. Because there are. I mean, obviously, there are several improv moments that are not improv they're they're planned every single show but the show right. is very improv heavy so it's always fun for us to go we want to make it to where the crowd never knows what's real and what isn't yeah because yeah. you know you get to a point of going okay i we figured out how to play off that part so well right. that they can't tell that it's not so you know, well yeah all right but now we're now we're forgetting now we're so, the worst yes the it worst? Has, oh, we no, have to know is, because what? you reacted very strongly when we said what bombed oh. <laughs> we uh over the years we've added in many segments to our show our yeah. show is like seems kind of random in its uh setup but we we, we really dig deep into trying to uh to make sure that everything flows from one thing to another and like yeah. transitions are really important to us to create an interesting flow to yeah. the show. And once we got head mics, that was a big thing for us to go. We've seen other shows where the lights black out and then there's a pause for a minute and then nothing happens. And then all of a sudden the next thing. So there's always this dip. So now we've made it to where every blackout, we still talk or we make jokes like pretending the audience can't hear us to, to, yeah, to, to try to make nice. everything just to make sure that fit together. Yeah, and the transitions are just as funny as some of the bits is our hope. You know, that said, uh, <laughs> for instance, uh, one of the first numbers we added in one of the first numbers we removed from the show, mm. we, uh, we would come out and I'd play like a circus theme on a melodica and yep. Matt rode of, uh, like a one foot tall bicycle. We just found this stage. tiny bike at a thrift shop and we're like, we got to put it in the show and see. So I'd put on a red clown nose and he would play and I'd ride it as slow as possible while staring at the audience. And we, and we thought it was funny. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, we just thought it was like kind of weird, but like, Oh, that's hilarious. And not only did nobody else find it funny, like not at any crowds, like not Tuesday's crowd or Wednesday's crowd, like nobody laughed or chuckled. They just didn't know what to think. <laughs> so it's just like a really <laughs> awkward moment right at the end of the show too. Like it wasn't the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> finale. But, and they're like, oh no. But we, we did that for a little while. And then we were like, you know, this is not working at all. Well, we had that. And then we had another number that we loved. Oh, and gosh. it's one of those two where we yeah. end up doing numbers that if we laugh, we're going, let's try it. Because yeah. a crowd is going to be first and foremost, your instant feedback. So you know right away whether something's going to work or doesn't. But we used to do a whole number where it, we'd play Duel of the Fates and we had lightsabers. So it'd be. <laughs> well, it came out of it. There was a reason for it because Matt yeah. did like an. We did a couple Star Wars jokes and then he did like an impersonation. Uh, yeah, I do like a Darth Vader. Darth bit, Vader. And, and then the lights went out and then the lightsabers zoom. went. Zoom, zoom. We put on robe like women's bathroom. Yeah, we had silk robes and, <laughs> and on the screen behind us it was the part where Han Solo gets, you know, dipped into and the And we really carbonite. got into the lightsaber duel and then there was like a a record scratch on the you know, on the theme song playing. And the lights shot on and we were like, "Mom, turn the lights off. We're playing lightsabers." <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And we so, thought it was <laughs> And we thought it was hilarious, but the crowd never really laughed. <laughs> and then we had to take off our robes and put the lightsabers away and continue on. <laughs> We Wait, we so didn't. you have you have a Star Wars routine, and you didn't do that with us? Oh, oh we will. We're gonna, oh, oh, we're gonna bring new. back the lightsaber. Oh no, it's very old. Okay, <laughs> no, I mean, I see, I can see it. Like we get yeah. the whole Kansas City Symphony chorus out there. Yes, for, we do uh, for yeah. Duel of the Fates, and you know the it's a huge orchestra. And, oh, we'll we'll make we it better. That now and, that we know what doesn't yeah. work, we'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. We will do. I Next mean, we're time. huge Star Wars nerds. We have a we do have a section in our show where I do put a bucket on my head, and you know, in the bucket and with the yes. microphone, the way it's reverberating, you know, oh, yeah. and kind of doing that. Obi Wan never told you, and you know, it has that really just cool. We've it sounds gotta, a lot like it in there. So we've got we'll to do, do that, and you we'll and, that. you and Jason can compete on uh, who has the best uh, Yoda voice. Mm-hmm. See, I can see Jason right now. Yeah, he's yeah, ready. Will will. Concentrate, you must. Yes, feel the force flow within you. Yes. Okay, that's Jason. Go that's ahead. That's pretty Matt. good. <clears throat> mm, yes. 
Hello. Okay. This is me. Okay. All right. He wins. He wins. We do have a section of the show. I'll try it real fast. This is one of Gareth's favorites, and I need True. to work more on it. But I did a uh, a small section at one point. I need to make it longer. But uh, it's if Yoda was a beatboxer. Oh boy! So you kind of go. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, yes, that was amazing. But I need to make it longer, where you know we have like all kinds of just Chewy, Star yeah. Wars related things within it. Yeah, we we'll do a whole Star Wars show with you guys. Yeah, like, okay, that's definitely we're going down. on the program Done. next time. We're gonna do a whole Star Wars segment. That is amazing. Oh no, people are gonna listen to this podcast, and then if they show up and we do Lord of the Rings, they're gonna be like, "Where's the Star Wars?" Exactly, Ooh, Lord of the Rings, yeah. and people do, do listen to. This podcast, guys, they do listen to it, so That's what I'm we're going to expect it. Yeah, we we can't have a Lord of the Rings show. It'll take three hours. It'll just go on forever. <laughs> three and a half, I think. It's three and a half hours. <laughs> I'll have the ring around my neck, and you have to carry me from one side to the other. Okay, okay, as slowly like, as possible yeah. on a small bike. <laughs> we don't have that bike anymore. We definitively were like, we I don't think to. we should hold on to the bad ideas, yeah. uh, guys. We also came up with a number one time where we thought it would be hilarious. And this was when we were still at the horse show and we were working on some stuff in the dressing room. Yeah. Um, a lot like, of those guys back in that day were not big fans of ours because we rehearsed material in between shows. <laughs> in the dressing room. But we had one where we do like body percussion. So it'd be like stomps and claps. But instead of the claps, we had balloons that we had blown up and it was doing... And try trying to do work out some melodies, which is really difficult yeah. with balloons. And and then it got into like this, you know, one of those things where you just really go crazy with it. And it, it was very annoying. Uh, we and it got so annoying that we couldn't even practice it. It was annoying us so bad. And we're like, I don't think there's a future for yeah, this. We're like, if we hate this bit, we probably shouldn't put a crowd through it. <laughs> or should we? <laughs> Star Wars and balloons is are going to be okay. our thing at the next right, symphony show. Writing sure. it down. <laughs> Do it. All right, guys. So we're to the point in the podcast where we always ask our guests two very important questions. The first question is, what is your favorite beverage? And that could be um, a, a beverage you would get at a bar. It could be coffee, it could be water, it could be tea, anything like that. And then the second part of the question is, if you were enjoying said beverage and Beethoven sidled up next to you, what would you want to ask Beethoven? What would that conversation look like? This is deep. Hands down, my seven favorite beverages. <laughs> Ranked from least to favorite. <laughs> uh, by far, the, the, the greatest uh, beer I've ever tasted uh, is Tank 7. I, oh yeah, uh, it's yes. such a such a treat, such an interesting flavor, and that's that's I've always been a sipper. A Shout out sipper. to I like to enjoy the flavor. Yeah, I was going to say, do I have to say Boulevard since we're on a Kansas City podcast? The Smokestack nope. series, right? Um, <laughs> uh, that and black coffee. Yeah, no sugar, no cream. At the same time, like it's tank yes. seven black coffee <laughs> mix. mix it. In. No sugar, <laughs> just a little tank seven. Yeah. Uh, go ahead with your. Oh no, I don't. I well, sadly, I don't like coffee. Yeah. which is most people think That's is so weird. Sad. Uh, I also, until recently, really never drank at all either. My worst vice currently is I drink a lot of Monster. Or uh, what you would call Monster. <laughs> monster. Uh, if, if it's not that, then it's probably just tea or water. But uh, recently, actually, what I've liked uh, during quarantine is we've been getting butterscotch schnapps. Schnapps? Maybe. And putting yeah. uh, a little uh, cream soda in it. Ooh. So it's like oh, a butterbeer. Yeah, it's like a butterbeer, an adult <laughs> butterbeer, because we are big Harry Potter fans, my wife and I. And my wife makes a... That's going to be our fourth installment with the symphony. Yes. The Harry Potter. Um. <laughs> All right. So what would you ask Beethoven if you were having a monster, a monster, or a tank? Uh, um, <laughs> I. A, uh, it, this is happening today, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get yeah. to see him today? I would, I would love to know... You never know what's going to happen. What uh, modern day instrument he would be most enamored with that he would nice. most like be excited to play. Holy moly. I, I don't think I can top that. That was pretty solid. It doesn't have to be music related. <laughs> yeah. So if you were an NFL fan, Beethoven, um, <laughs> Chiefs, right? Chiefs? Would, yeah. I mean, don't Kansas get Jason City. started on the Browns. We're not talking about the Browns today. Nobody asked. No, I about think the Beethoven Browns. would be a Chiefs fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think he'd go for the Niners, even if there was no reason to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All fine. right. So 
you guys have found ways to make percussive sounds in so many different ways on so many different, I'm using air quotes again, instruments. Mm -hmm. We thought we'd play a quick little game today to see just how far we can stretch this idea of what actually constitutes an instrument. Okay. Um, so technically, the definition of a percussion, percussion instrument is something that you can strike or shake or scrape. Um, cool. And if that's true, I feel like the possibilities are endless. So each of us are going to take a turn playing our version of a percussion instrument here. And then everybody else is going to have to guess what it is that we're playing. So because we're over Zoom Sweet. and we can see each other, we're going to turn up our video when it's our turn to play our instrument. And then everybody will guess. And then there is no prize, uh, just bragging rights for who's winning, but we can keep okay. track of it just for no reason. And <laughs> um, we're going to start... We're going to start with Jason, and I'll go through, and we'll all guess, and then Jason will reveal what it is he's playing, all right? So he's okay. gone now. All right, right. guys, here we go. He's Hopefully this comes instrument. through. Okay. Are we ready? Here we go. Chopsticks. That's what I was going to say, chopsticks. Oh, I'm going to guess spoons. Mike? Uh, I'm going to go with mechanical pencil. Ooh. Ooh. You're all wrong. Oh, Guys, no. I'm a conductor. It was two oh, batons. So, and it wow. sounded lighter than chopsticks. You can oh, use wow. those as chopsticks. Oh. You could use them as chopsticks. I, I wouldn't feel, recommend it. I, oh, I feel so ashamed. Oh, well, uh, zero <laughs> points on that one. Well done, Mike, Jason. I think you're up next. Thank right, you. Mike. Okay, here we go. Uh, I'm going to go with um, a uh, small plastic box of paper clips. Oh my gosh, that was my guess. Wow. You're Sorry, I got really excited. Woman, Stephanie. <laughs> I, I got really excited. I only heard like the first four hits and then it cuts out. And so I'm like, I don't know if I can even hear anything. I'm thinking it's some sort of a, aluminum can thing. I'm going to guess it's a flute hitting an alto flute. <laughs> I see where you're going with wow. that. I also guess box and paper clips. Well, uh, you're all wrong. This this is a complex instrument. This is a flute finger rest in its tin can <laughs> hitting wow. a music stand. Oh my! Oh my goodness, that's wow. complex. My second guess. Oh no, wow. we're supposed to pick <laughs> instruments that relate to what we actually do. Nope. Oh uh, man, well, we, did, we did bring no. several though. So if uh, yeah, I was gonna say well, I, I think on. I brought three. So keep. Keep that in mind when you listen to mine. All right. Okay. okay. Nice. Here we go. This is Stephanie's turn. All right. Ooh, Stephanie, I think I think you're hitting a clarinet uh, ligature. Okay. Totally random. I'm gonna say uh, a drumstick on a wind chime. Ooh. Gareth, what do you think? I'm gonna go with. A water glass half. Full hit with a ballpoint metal pen. Oh man! Very that specific. Very uh, specific. Yeah, Mike. Uh, I'm gonna say, uh, uh, Mike. You know me. You know me. I do know you. I mean, I know oh, you. Wait, I just figured out what it is. Dang nope. it! I I know. I think I know you. I don't know you. All right. Well, then guess. Such is life. It's like a. But yeah, it's like a coffee cup and a pencil or something. No, it's a say, wine glass. It's a wine glass. A wine glass. <laughs> it's a wine glass. It is, it it's is, a bottle of wine. I was close. Half full bottle of Kirkland Malbec. Oh, oh. nice. With a drumstick. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did get drumstick. Honestly, I did get drum half half a point for Matt. He did guess drumstick. I thought it sounded Man. more like a Pinot Noir. Uh, Speaking ooh, of Matt, you're uh, up, sir. You're I'm up. up. All right, yeah, I'm gonna so, close my eyes, Matt. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let me move my microphone down a little bit. Is that huh. too much drumming or? No, it's great. No, that's a tough one. Hmm. It has a ring to it. I'm gonna guess like a a cooking pot lid. Hmm. I think Matt's more adventurous than that. I think it's gonna be a. I think it's going to be one of those NASA space shuttle models from when we were a kid. He's, he's banging that on a on the desk. I think it's that. Gareth, what do you think he's got? I, it's like it's and you yeah, get, it's you like, get to hear it better than everyone else because you're know. right next to me. Well, yeah, we can barely hear I it coming my through ears, the mic. Though. 
I, uh, and you have your headphones on though, which it is I, not uh, helping you hear anything. I, and, <laughs> yeah, I don't hear good anyway. Um, I think it's a water bottle wrapped in a buckets and boards t-shirt available on bucketsandboards.com <laughs> shop uh, hit with the pair of Vader percussion drumsticks wrapped in day glow uh, reflective tape from Pro also Gaff. available uh, that's my guess that's my guess all right Mike uh, I'm gonna go with uh, drumsticks on a can of monster mm. or monster nice. all right what was it a can oh, of Pringles. On the bottom. That's good. What flavor? These are just original. Yeah, I was only original. doing uh, thumb knuckles. Oh. Okay, right, nice. I'm going to take off my headphones. Yeah. All right. Oh, Last. He's got to stand up. Not least. Yeah. i got to close my eyes, too. Okay. He's, he's got to stand up for his. Oh, if it makes you guys feel any better, I'm right next to him, and it's also very, very quiet. Okay, was it okay. too quiet? I can try a different angle. Yeah, maybe something louder. Okay. Or... Huh. Or scraping something. Yeah, that's what I'm trying yeah. to figure out, what the scraping, scraping is. Scraping. Um, okay. All right. I'm going to go first. Okay. I think it's wire brushes against a Folgers instant coffee can. Ooh. I think that it's an old pair of blue jeans. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Slightly worn. <laughs> one summer at camp. They're Dad Levi's jeans. 512s. Um, <laughs> All right. Mike. All right, Mike. Uh, I think it sounds like you're, uh, I don't know what it sounds like. I'm, I'm going to go with, Squashing a cricket. It sounds like you're just <laughs> squashing crickets. That's all I hear. <laughs> scraping them with, off of his shoe. Yeah, That's I don't know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I hate crickets. All right, crickets. Matt. Matt, what do you think? <laughs> to me, right next to him, it sounds like some sort of um, like rubber thing, like a like that pig you had earlier. Oh, but not not that pig. You know what I mean? Or like a some sort of but a different pig. <laughs> oh, I got an idea. I think it's a football that you're hitting the side and then scraping down the. Oh, that's oh, that's a good uh, idea. Oh, interesting. The seams. All right, All right what here we comes got, the Gary? reveal. Let me see. Oh, oh, it's a fancy hat. Oh yes. And you were just using your fingers. Target.com. <laughs> yeah, just uh, fingers. I didn't realize it would be that quiet. I, it was it was louder earlier. Oh, it was like a straw hat. I oh, think Matt boy. won with just a half a just point. A half a point. <laughs> I don't think any of the rest of us got anything. Is that right, Tim? Is that what you got? Uh, our official score, Tim, is nodding his head. Matt wins the game with a oh. half a point. Congratulations, right, Matt. Matt. So typically, what we do, what we do at the end of these uh, games is we'll let the winner recommend some listening to our audience. Do you have anything you want our listeners to check out? It could be something that you're um, that you've put together. It could be something that you're listening to that you've been inspired by recently. Oh man, I'm so uh, eclectic with my taste of music, so I'd never know which, which genre can I, can to go Can I have through. a few things to... I mean, first off, let's give a shout out to Gareth's brother, my Matt brother. the Electrician. Matt the Electrician. Um, he's got like seven or eight albums on iTunes. He's a, a singer-songrider. Yeah, based right. out of Austin, based out Texas. Of Austin. Yeah. Just and phenomenal he's called Matt the Electrician? Yeah. Well, he used to be an electrician, <laughs> yes. and so he showed up to a show in his electrical sh uh, stuff, and then the, the reviewer that came to the show goes, oh, well, Matt the Electrician, and then that name stuck with him at that That's point. That's a good so. name. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good name. So he's been, he's been playing down in Austin 25 years and tours all over the place, and just a phenomenal per performer, singer, musician. Yeah. Uh, Very cool. All the things, but yeah, he's and he's... He was just in Kansas City not too long ago. He's on the board of the Folk Alliance. Oh, cool. And uh, so they had a, f a festival up there. And, uh, yeah. So that would be first and foremost is that's something that we both love. And it's a connection that we already have and helping yeah. out another artist that we know personally. So, yeah. That said, too, there's another one, uh, Sister Sister, based out of South Africa that played with us on the ships. Mm -hmm. They just put out an album. Uh, two of the most phenomenal voices. Just, yeah, really neat stuff. That's great. I think I won the half a point. So don't listen to no sister sister. They're, they're some of our favorite people. Did you, uh, what do you got? What do you I'm got? I'm trying to think of something. You know, you know what's funny? 
I didn't even think about this. And yeah. the last song that I downloaded on my phone, oh, I don't know where I put my phone down. I would show you perf- for proof. Um, and it was two weeks ago before we even knew we were going to do this podcast. Um, and it was the Moonlight Sonata. There you go, uh, Beethoven. And I was like, one of Beethoven's best. And so like, what are the odds that that was the last song? Because it was one of those where it's a very super calming song for me. You know what I mean? Like if I need to de-stress or that type of thing of going, okay, whew. I, I wrote a guitar piece that, that has a very similar uh, thing for that. Like, and I call it some sort of, I don't remember what the title, but it had lullaby in it. And it was, it has that kind of sound soothing, to it. Yeah. Soothing effect. Super yeah. soothing. We will definitely include those recommendations nice. in our show notes oh, and awesome. put together a playlist for that. And I know I did not win, but I do want to add one thing <laughs> that people should listen. And it's something that um, Gareth actually shared on his social media recently. And it was Gareth and his daughter singing when you wish upon a star and it is so beautiful and so touching and really awesome so we'll put a link to that in our notes as well do you know why we ended up doing that because (laughs) because she is better at harmony than either one of us and so we could never find the second harmony so i'm like gareth just sing with your daughter because she'll and then it just upped our cuteness factor and now yeah i I just have to be dressed as the chicken at Which, some point to be in that so video. <laughs> both, both of my older daughters, thank you very much. Both, both my older daughters sing, and they, they sing together as the Sever Sisters, ah. uh, which they have a, a... Check it out on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, yeah, you can check them out. They, My uh, middle daughter, she has just this uncanny ability to hear harmonies and... It's I love what she. I I go and ask her all the time. Me and Matt both do. We, we're like, we were rehearsing the other day. What and am we I were doing working wrong? Up a, yeah, I can't remember what song it was, but we were like, just go upstairs and ask her what she would do in this yeah. section. And then we're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> That's Wait, awesome. does that throw us under the bus for not being very good musicians? And no. you're going to no. have us come no, headline it's, with it's always important to seek wisdom That's and true. knowledge when you you can don't always have it. grow. They have a, to get it from artist. somewhere. So they, I'm sure they they've learned what they've learned from you guys as well. Well, it's been awesome having you on the show. Thank you for being with us today. We're again, we're so sorry we couldn't do it on stage in Hillsburg Hall, but we're going to get you guys back. And uh, yes, well, I think are. just would have been kind of boring for the people to just watch <laughs> on stage. This right here, what we're doing right now. Yeah, yeah sorry. I, uh, well, we could have walked around and made like real big grand front. gestures and lots no, of air true. quotes. Well, you know, like actor studio and stuff like that. They're just sitting watching people talk. Yeah. That'd be a lot easier to prepare for if we want to just plan for that. <laughs> no, I like what you, I like your normal uh, okay, your normal okay. routine, and especially if we had some Star Wars stuff in that. Crap, be definitely, like still definitely. <laughs> yeah, so is this, is this the ending clips. ending outro? So at the outro, should we make back up flip? make up like a Kansas City Symphony song for them at the? You guys can keep doing whatever you do for your <laughs> outro. Like, thanks for listening to. So whoever does that. Oh, that's perfect. All right, here we go. That's good. All right, here we go. You ready? If you've been to a Kansas City Symphony concert in the last couple of years, you know that we've been blessed with an influx of some incredible new musicians in the orchestra. One of those artists is our principal harp, Catherine Siochi. We're going to be sitting down with Catherine next week to learn all about this most magnificent of orchestral instruments, her career, and her awesome ensemble for our Mobile Music Box series. Next time on Beethoven Walks Into a Bar. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da